Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Fire up for pro football. That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad. Wouldn't kill you. We'll play some competitive sports once in a while, wouldn't it? Oh, would that make you love me? Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Hour two of two here on Football Sunday. We got Red Zone up on the TV. Very exciting. So we'll be slightly distracted for the rest of the show. Hater Love, it's coming up at 1030. But first, we begin with the big news of the week, and that is Antonio Brown. Free agent, wide receiver, also certified insane person, Antonio Brown has signed with a new team, and that team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, the Seahawks were uh, supposedly interested. Russell Wilson was pushing. He's friends with Antonio Brown. Geno Smith, the backup quarterback in Seattle, is friends with Antonio Brown. But you know who pushed harder? You know who normally gets what he wants? Who? What's his name? Thomas Brady. Yeah. And uh, Tom Brady played with Antonio Brown for what, like five games in New England? One. Was it just one? One game. No way. One game. Am I really misremembering that one game. that much? One game. All right. So you played with <laughs> you played with Tom Brady for he had one like game. hundred some yards and a touchdown in that one game. So yeah, he played with Tom Brady for one game, and Brady loved him so much. All he wanted was for him to come back. <laughs> so he pushed and he pushed and he pushed and he pushed, and Bruce Arians and the Buccaneers agreed to sign him to a one year deal. I think with all of his incentives, it's a two point five million dollar deal, and I just don't understand. Really? Really. Um, I know Antonio Brown's a very good player. And I, I know on a pure level, that's the only reason he was signed is because he's a really good wide receiver, right? And on the Bucks now, you've got Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Antonio Brown as your one, two, and three wide receivers. That's absolutely bonkers, right? Um, 
what he does to teams and how he's been since he left Pittsburgh, to me, he is as untouchable as it comes. More so than Josh Gordon, who's been suspended nine, nine billion times. More so than any of the other guys who are considered free agents out there. Hell, Des Bryant signed to a practice squad or is like going to visit teams. Des Bryant. I would take him right now over Antonio Brown because I do not trust that he will not demolish the locker room the second he gets there. Hmm. I mean, this dude has been, he's a train wreck off the field. On the field, he's great. But off the field, he's an absolute train wreck. And I cannot, I just, I can't let that into my my locker room, especially at this point in the season. You want to inject that into your locker room? No way. I just, I do not understand it. I don't, I don't understand why multiple teams were so, I mean, I get it because he's good. I'm saying, I don't understand why multiple teams aren't looking at the off the field stuff and the personality stuff and saying, yeah, we should probably avoid this. I feel like the, the locker room is a very sacred place that you can't just mess up like that. It really it's not just about going on the field and playing. It's it's so much more, and I just I don't get it. You don't? Nope. Like football, this, these dudes aren't in the the business of being moral. You know, well, it's not about moral being moral or anything like that. Like I know there's bad dudes. Listen, in the man, this this, this guy's insane. But this dude can run a four four seven. This dude can catch everything uh, that's thrown in his direction. Like he can make every play as a receiver. That's what they're looking at. Like they don't care anything about their problems because like a like a a broken, you know, girlfriend or something like that. Like somebody's thinking like, oh, I can fix them. I can change them. Once they get with me, they're not going to do those toxic things anymore, right? And that's that's kind of what people are thinking about Antonio Brown when he when he wasn't a patriot anymore. It was because the 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 sex assault, the sexual assault stuff, kind of came up, and the Pats were like, yeah, you know what, we're good. We're gonna it had nothing to do with. You know his his locker room antics or anything like that, man. You that, sure. For the most part, that's everything we've heard. Like I don't know, has, has there been anything? Else? I, I'm why let him go so early then? Be, because he just got accused of sexual assault. I don't want to have nothing to do with you, bro. Like at this point, this is gonna be. Is a, that a not my thing. point? No, yeah, I, I and I totally get it. But again, most people aren't just the, this moral compass, especially in football. We know this off top. Like. What type of the type of bad dude you are? Greg Hardy had a job for a little bit after a while. He keeps getting jobs. I know. I mean, and it's so, and it's, that's another one I don't get. Yeah, it's, it's another if, one I do not. You know understand. why? Because he's talented. And if Greg Hardy, you know, wasn't talented, he wouldn't get these opportunities. And because Antonio Brown is a talented football player, he's going to continue to get these because he's that good. Like it'd be different if he were a top twenty receiver in the league. But when he's playing, he is a top two or three receiver in, in the in the NFL, and that includes a Julio Jones, and that includes uh, of. Uh, who else? What other great receivers are there right now? Insert great receiver here. DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Michael Thomas, and usually. And for the most part, Antonio Brown was always in front of those guys. Always mentioned ahead of those guys because he is that good. So, yeah, man, if you're the the Seahawks and you, you feel like you need some additional help, I don't think they do at receiver. I think they're good. But, hell, a player like Antonio Brown can't help. Man, Chris Goodwin and, and – Godwin. Yeah. Godwin, uh, Godwin, excuse me. Mike Evans and Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski – Catching balls from Tom Brady? Like, are you serious? Like, if they didn't just become, if they weren't already the favorite in uh, the NFC, like, psh, what now? Like, I mean, I just, I, I honestly, I understand what you're saying, and I understand what what people are saying, 
because he is a weirdo. Let's just be real. Like he Dude, is he's, a weirdo. He's more than a weirdo, man. I mean, so yeah. I'm saying weirdo because I don't want to call him all type of stuff on the radio because all this stuff is alleged as far as the sexual assault and stuff like. So I'm not gonna. I don't know yet. We don't know anything yet. But for what what we know about Antonio Brown, man, you're a weird cat. You're a super weird. I mean, dude. he's like throwing bricks through delivery yeah, trucks and then weird. blaming the delivery truck, yeah, and it's like you're 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 a weird guy. But I mean, it didn't bother the Raiders. They knew how weird he was initially. It didn't bother the Patriots. They still took him. Yeah, but and, it's funny that he's not on either team. No, I mean, but and guess what? Like we, see, the Seahawks and the the Bucks were the only teams that we knew of for sure that were courting Antonio Brown. We more than likely there were a few teams that were like, yeah, we'd like to do this, but. I'm not sure yet, but don't please believe he had more conversation with more teams than just oh, of those course. two. Because I, most, I, because most it's play, the NFL. They do not care about that. They do not. There's Herm Edwards and 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 uh, some of these guys that were like, what do you call it, like character guys as far as coaches. Man, those those dudes aren't in the NFL right now. Tony Dungy that are going to say, man, I'm not going to take a chance on this guy because he's got X, Y, and Z going on. Man, these they're trying to win. And this is an opportunity in 2020 COVID to win with teams going down and having to do buys and everything. This is an opportunity for you. So, I, I mean, I understand what they're doing. Like, it's – it's is it weird? A, a little, but they're trying to win football games. So, how weird is it? I, I just – I guess I'm at a point where I know the NFL is like this. And I, and I understand that, you know, it's about wins and it's about skill and it's about all that. But – Considering the the Antonio Brown news cycle, was that earlier this year, end of last year, was like a month straight of just insanity, and it wasn't one thing. It was every day it was something new, right? Mm-hmm. It started out with the, this was with the Raiders, it started out with the burning his feet, right, in the in the cryo tank, and then the helmet thing, and then he wasn't on the team, and then he was locking himself in his house, and he was allegedly sexually assaulting his girlfriend and he was throwing bricks through delivery trucks and he was chasing after thing like the the dude lost it and hopefully like i I don't want to come across as like disparaging to mental health issues because i'm sure he's got something going on that hopefully he gets taken care of but it's like you i feel like you just can't trust it at this point in the season if you're that good of a team just to throw that wrench into your team I understand that he's good. I understand that he's talented. I understand that he might give you a win or two because of his talent, and maybe that's all that matters. Maybe that's all that's important at this point. But is a is a win or two worth blowing up the locker room and causing more issues long term? I don't think so. I so mean, it's just like, I mean, I'm, at, I'm just at a point with my football fandom where I just I I can't understand any team bringing these guys back in over and over again unless they've proven to everybody that they're going to be different but culture matters that's what i'm saying which you know like so like i look at a guy like randy moss you do you remember his oakland days they were pretty bad you know when he was a raider it it didn't go over well he came to came to new england where the culture was different and said okay this is how we're supposed to do things okay button up a little bit do those things then randy moss went other places and got a chance to act the way he wanted to act Chad Ochocinco's name was Chad Ochocinco before he uh, decided to sign with the Patriots. Well, it was Chad Johnson. No, it was Chad Ochocinco. And then he got to the Patriots and said, okay, it's Chad Johnson now. Well, no, but he was was Chad Johnson. Of course, of course. But then he legally changed it and made us call him Chad Ochocinco. I'm just saying, you're saying it as if his legal name was Chad Ochocinco. He legally changed his joint to Chad Ochocinco because he plays too much. And then he went to an organization that, man, we don't play like that. And guess what? I'm Chad Johnson again. 
because I know that we don't have time for those games, man. You look at, man, Bruce Arians and the, the type of coach that he is, and then Brady, the type of, you know, fiery player that he is. Like, certain dudes aren't – you're not going for – so there's a reason that Tampa is winning right now. It's because, man, you've got somebody in there preaching, no, win now, championship now, forget next year, forget all these. No, we're all in today. And I think when you have somebody that comes in there and they have to become a part of that of that fold of that locker room, like they they eventually change. Dennis Rodman got into a bunch of stuff as a bull. We still know he got into a bunch of stuff as a, as a Chicago bull. Now we know this after the last dance. But we know it was Jordan that was like, bro, we, we need you, and we need you to chill. And what did Rodman do? Got you. I'll come out there and, and do my thing. I'm going to still do me, but I'm just going to do my thing. So I think he is right in that that area of just weirdness, the Rodmans, the 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 weirdo cats that are super, super talented that play sports. And you just you have to take a chance on them because these are he's he's a game changing type of talent. And it's just it's just what it is. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'll be wrong and he'll go to Tampa and he'll he'll be good, keep his mouth shut, not get in any trouble, and he'll be good, good, like literally good. Mm-hmm. Um and I'll be wrong. But uh, for some reason, I feel like I'm not going to be wrong <laughs> with this. Just a feeling that I have. All right. Uh, more football next. Hater love it coming up at 1030. This is Football Sunday on the Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Ten nineteen. OBJ taken to the locker room with an injury after the first pass by Baker Baker Mayfield was picked off. God, he's so bad. I don't, I don't understand because I, I thought he was good to start the year. Like he looked good again, right? They had a couple of good, uh, good games offensively. He was clicking with his receivers and uh, here he is again. Now remember he did get hit a couple of weeks ago, really hard and hurt his ribs. And he's been trying to play through it. Um, That could be part of it. Just, uh, I mean, just, I'm, just I'm just going to say, um, you know, rib injury aside, is he out there? Is he starting? Is he playing? Two weeks in a row now he is, and he's still throwing picks, still looking like garbage, playing the best teams in the NFC, AFC North, Ravens, Steelers, getting blown out by 30-plus points. And, and throws a pick against the Bengals, <laughs> the worst team in the AFC North. They're still 4-2. and two. Very competitive Bengals. Do you remember when he got drafted at number one and we were all, everybody was like, what? Like, I mean, nobody said anything about Baker Mayfield being the first overall draft pick. And then everybody was, wait, who? He he went first? Like, understanding he won the Heisman. And, of course, like. It did. That year, it seemed weird it was that he was super the first odd. pick. Like, yeah. really? Like, he went first? And, and now, like, I don't know if we thought he was supposed to be better than he was because he was first. But I never thought Baker Mayfield was going to be great. Like, I thought the Browns would be better because as long as they had, like, a a competent quarterback. He didn't have to be great, but just somebody competent. Then they had an opportunity to win. Not, not, not Baker. You have all the talent, like literally you have all the talent in the world <laughs> offensively to be able to do something great. And he, Oh, sorry. Safety. There's a safety. I don't see a lot. Of, don't see a lot of those. <laughs> Joe's just in there shaking his head Two nothing Washington football team. Oh, who's that? Is that a red rocket? Yeah, Andy Dalton fumble. Uh, you saying that make is making me uncomfortable. Sean. Red Rocket? <laughs> what, do you want the Red Rifle more? Uh, yeah, Red Rifle, please. Red Rifle, yeah. Rocket, Tomatoes, Tomatoes. All right, so 
this was a bit of news this week. And Rashad said it a couple segments ago, and it reminded me that we had to talk about it. Ryan Fitzpatrick was benched for Tua. They have a bye this week, but they'll be back next week. And Tua Tagovailoa will be the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins moving forward. And Ryan Fitzpatrick had some quote. Now, Ryan Fitzpatrick's always been a good teammate, right? He kind of understands his place in the NFL. He's kind of like a placeholder starter. He starts until the rookie's ready, or he starts until he has a six-interception game, and then he gets benched. That's kind of Ryan Fitzpatrick's career. He's he's played full seasons before, but that's kind of who he is. Um, so he gets benched for Tua. And he came out with some quotes that were pretty un-Ryan Fitzpatrick-like. He's led the Dolphins to a 3-3 three and three record, much better than people thought they would be. Um, they've looked they looked very competitive. The second Dolphins in had. the uh, second in their division, AFC East. And he said, "My heart just hurt all day." He was shocked that uh, that he was being benched for Tua. He goes, "I basically got fired yesterday, and my day today consisted of Zoom meetings with the guy who fired me and sitting in a room with the guy who replaced me for four hours." He was he seemed pretty pissed, and like some people were like, "Oh, that's you don't understand Ryan Fitzpatrick's humor. He's joking." I don't think he was joking. No, he was real. I think he was being really, really honest about how bad he felt about being benched. He said he thought it was his team. And, hell, he was playing well enough to to have it be his team. So I, I think it's it's weird because you, you drafted a guy in the top five in Tua who you knew was going to be your quarterback moving forward. The Dolphins had been on him for years, right? The Dolphins owner loved Tua from like two years ago. And it was like, well, the Dolphins are going to draft Tua. The Dolphins are going to draft Tua. The Dolphins are going to draft Tua. Who drafted Tua? The Dolphins. You had to know at some point he was going to get his chance this year. Rookies always get that first-year chance, almost always, unless you're like Aaron Rodgers and you have to sit for a couple of years. Um, I kind of feel like Ryan Fitzpatrick should know better at this point. Should they have benched him? Probably not. He's playing really well. But you draft the two in the top five. You can be mad, but, I mean, you should have seen it coming. I mean, come on. I think he was just kind of looking at the season and saying, you know, you're – I mean – you're three and two, but you know, or excuse me, you're three and three, three, and three. But you know, that's that's a plus considering where the Dolphins have been over the past few years. And then you look in most of the games that Fitzpatrick has played, like he's played relatively well. First game of the season wasn't great, obviously against the Patriots, who were motivated. You know, Cam Newton, all those things. But you know, moving forward, man, he he lost a close one against Buffalo, who's kind of emerged as one of the best teams in all of the NFL at this point. Uh, you go out there and you wax. Jacksonville, you lose a close one to the Seahawks. You know, you had them right in that game. Now, threw two picks in that game, but still, you you were right there with the Seahawks. And you then you go and you win your last two games. And you play well in your last two games. And then you find out you played well, but just not well enough to beat out the rookie, who only had, what, nine completions or nine yards in the in the last game? I, I didn't look. Well, he came exactly in late. I don't it. think yeah. he did too much, yeah. But that's just, I mean, I'm not sure what practice looks like. And maybe in practice, Tua is just making every throw and making it look easy and effortless. Like, you know, we were hearing a lot about Kyler Murray. Like, oh, man, in practice, this guy is doing this. Well, maybe Tua is doing some of the same things in practice. And I think Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick was like, I, he might have thought he had to the end of the year. Let me, like, we're making a push right now. And you're good, at, you're, you're good enough to see if you can win another, you know, another six games or so. Then that means you can possibly go to the playoffs with nine wins and all of a sudden your season is turned 
all the way around. And I your think, franchise, frankly, has turned around. Yeah, at that and point. I, th- I think he thought that he was going to have an opportunity to be the guy that does that for him. Like Fitzpatrick, for him being a journeyman, he's probably the, the one of the greatest backups, you know, of all time. You know, just because. Would he, you consider him a backup? Yeah, because he's, he's been a starter for so many this years. This happens to him. Like by you know, he's a starter until. They figure until they get that draft pick or until they, you know, they get that that big signing uh, over the summer during free agency. Like until then, like he's the starting guy until they can find the starting guy. And I think he knows that he's always been just a, a placeholder for, for most people. And, you know, Fitz Magic, when, when he plays well and when he can, you know, kid went to Harvard, man, the guy went to Harvard, like. When he plays well, he plays. And if you listen really, to the game, you'll know that nine hundred times. Absolutely, man. Well, they can't help it, you know. And I guess if you know, like Jeremy Lin, like how many times they mentioned that Jeremy Lin went to Harvard when he played basketball? Like it's all the time. Like you have to make sure you put that out there. It's Harvard's an awesome school. So if you come out of there playing football yeah, or basketball, <laughs> then obviously, like they're good. That's going to be the number one thing they talk about. But Fitzpatrick has been a, a really good, solid backup. I think he deserved better from the Dolphins at this point, because let's be real, without him, if Tua's starting these games, they they may not be three and three right now. Like you could be looking at a, you know, a one and five season so far. Well, I mean, I think that's why you wait too with the rookie, right? You let him learn, you work out some of the kinks in practice. Uh, you give him some chances if you're in a blowout game like they did last week. And uh, yeah, I just, I wonder if there's also pressure from the ownership in this situation too. Remember this, it's the owner of the Dolphins who was obsessed with Tua absolutely obsessed with Tua maybe he's like look we're three and three but come on guys we drafted him top five like let's let's go nice DeAndre Swift let's go sorry eating over here huh I kept him all year on my bench he's been doing barely anything and last week he popped and I think he's the number one in Detroit now let's go sorry um I wonder if the owner was pushing really hard and saying look Brian Flores I know Fitzpatrick's playing well but what did we draft him number five overall for we need help um, we need, uh, we need, we need, we need to see what we got in Tua before we can figure this out. And maybe there's pressure there too. You know, the NFL is a complicated thing with these front offices. Those guys want to be involved as much as they can. So maybe there was push there, but I don't know. I think Fitzpatrick should have started longer. I get yeah. why it happened. He should have understood what, what that would happen. But you're playing well, man. Yeah. Keep, keep the. Keep riding the hot hand until the hand is no longer hot. Yeah, I was gonna say, let him show that dip. Let him show that fall off. And then you do it. Like, I don't know if three, you know, touchdowns, two interceptions, you know, is, uh, uh, I guess that was enough to make them say, okay, we're going to, we're going to move forward. You know, you, you won the game 24 to nothing, 24, nothing. So you, he was not playing great, but playing well enough to where the score is 24, nothing. And mm-hmm. then you decide to start the, the rookie. This is the, that's what's supposed to happen after the bad game, after the blowout, you're losing by, by three touchdowns. Okay. Let me put him in. But so it just seems a little weird, and I totally understand how how Fitzpatrick could feel the way he felt. Do you feel like Fitzpatrick will ever get another starting job consistently without having to fear for his for his uh, benching? He's thirty seven, probably not. I mean, that you was know, it. Is yeah, he going to stay with the Dolphins? Do you uh, think he's going to retire? I mean, if I was him, I would go to a team that I know I'm as a free agent. I don't know if, how long his contract yeah, is there for, but uh, either you stay stay there with the Dolphins. I'm not sure how long it is, but. Man, I'd be trying to find a place to where at least I can go and be a backup for, man, a, a team that might have an opportunity to win. Because if I'm going to spend my career as a as a, a backup, man, I definitely don't mm-hmm. want to do it in Cincinnati or Buffalo or as a Jet 
you know, like I want send me somewhere good. I'm loading up his contract now. One second. Uh, yeah, he is a free agent after this year. So yeah, he signed go, a two year deal last year. He's making eight mil this year. Go to Seattle. How about that? Go to Seattle. Be a placeholder. You know, for for Russell Wilson, like get you an opportunity to to win a championship. So and Russ has been really lucky in his whole career that he's never really needed a backup. Like it would be great. He's better than Geno Smith though, Ryan Fitzpatrick. There you go, bingo. So Geno Smith still his quarterback for that. That's the backup in Seattle. Wow, I think he's still mm-hmm. he's alive. That's what's he's up. He's alive. I'm glad he's out he's there. He's alive. And My he's, God. I'm glad he's out there, man. That's what's up. <laughs> Geno Smith dead at the age of no, 28. Hopefully not, man. I didn't know he was still on the roster. I, I mean, I was a one. I've heard that multiple times that he's the backup, and I'm I'm personally convinced that it's just a cardboard cutout that's sitting on the sideline. Oh, because he's never going to go in. No, you're never going to go in. And it's I just possible. I refuse to believe that he's still in the NFL. No, he's not going in. Anything's possible. All right, let's take a break. Hate it or love it is coming up next. First, Joe has sports. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Joe's Cowboys are down 9 nothing in the first. Safety. Touchdown. Long touchdown from the Washington football team. God, I cannot get used to saying that. I just want to say Redskins so, so badly, and I have to stop myself every time. Football team. Washington football team. Football team. Football team. They yeah. said they might keep that as their name, too. That's <laughs> stupid. But, yeah, somebody said it's a magic to take over for Kirk Cousins in a heartbeat. Oh. In a heartbeat. For sure. Man, Cousins fell off the face of the earth real fast, huh? <sighs> All right, so that music means it is time for Hate It or Love It. Joe asks us questions and then awards us points or deducts us points based on our answers. And the winner gets to host the last segment. Rashad won last week. And uh, what do you got for us this week, Joe? All right. On this football Sunday, just like the show, we are going to start Hate It or Love It with baseball, baby. Woo! Well, award point to Lynch. <laughs> hey. Ding. <laughs> um, with the Rays' amazing game four win and finish last night, and also them uh, staving off the Astros, after they came back from a 3-0 series deficit to win that series, hate it or love it, the Tampa Bay Rays are a team of destiny and will win the World Series. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to say hate still. Uh, this is a huge momentum shift for the series. Absolutely. But the Dodgers are still the better team. The Rays, talent-wise, don't belong on the field with the Dodgers in the World Series. Yesterday's game was absolutely insane. And it was a great comeback win. And it was, it was an amazing look on the Rays. It, it looked great on the Rays and the Rays offense. But the Dodgers have a better offense. You've got the hottest hitter in the playoffs right now. I think even hotter than a Rose Arena is Corey Seager. Corey Seager is hitting like 500 in the World Series. The Rose Arena keeps hitting homers, but he's, he's not getting on base as much as Corey Seager is. You've got the better pitchers in uh, Walker Bueller and Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw pitched great in the first game. Kind of got a little bit of that playoff monkey off his back. Obviously, that could obviously uh, rear its ugly head again when he starts. I think he's starting today, actually. Yes, he is. Um, so, so we'll see. But the Dodgers are the better team. And frankly, if it wasn't for two sloppy or three parts of that sloppy final play, the Dodgers would have probably won that game yesterday. Dropped ball in center field or a dropped ground ball, a bad relay throw from Max Muncy, the dropped catch from Will Smith. I think the Dodgers would have won that game because it only would have been tied 
or Rosarena would have been thrown out and it would have been going to extra innings. I think the Dodgers would have won that game. Um, so, yeah, I, I hate. I think the Dodgers are the better team. Uh, yeah, I, I hate it too. Obviously, don't know much about, you know, uh, the Rays, you know, but I do know the Dodgers have been talked about all year. I know when I was watching the game the other day, uh, Mookie Betts is just doing what he does. He's kind of emerging as a great player in, in baseball. But at this point, like like Lynch was kind of saying, man, like the Dodgers won that game until they didn't. And then they made all the mistakes that they shouldn't make at the end of the game. You think the game is over. Honestly, as I'm watching it on, on sports and I was like, oh, okay, right. Should be, it should be an easy out. Get the, and then all the mistakes, all the mistakes that happened were on the behalf of the Dodgers. The, the Rays did nothing <laughs> to, to, you know what I'm saying? Help themselves, you know, out that in that situation, it was all the Dodgers. So because of that silly mistakes like that, I don't know if the Dodgers are going to do that again, but then you guys, you guys know much better than I do, but I don't think that's going to happen twice. So for that, I'm going to say the Dodgers go ahead and win the world series. Clayton Kershaw gets that monkey off his back. All right. Going to football now. Plus I, I kind of feel like, it's a, it's the Dodgers time. Finally, you lose two world series in a row. It's the Dodgers time. How crazy would it be if like, you know, in the past few years, like the, the Cubs will have won the world series and the Dodgers finally come through and I'm knocking on wood here. Cause I'd like to see them win the world series, but all those teams we talked about as far as they'll never be able to win the big one, the Royals won the world series all in the past few years. So the Dodgers have to do something to pull this out. The Rays can win their first. The Rays World can Series win their first. Ever. Like that's crazy. Maybe it's their time. You know, Rashad, you could have gotten an easy point there if you just. Well, would have I don't said know yes. it's their time. I don't it, know. It's it, their, I don't want to lie to you guys. Like I don't want to lie to the people. All right. Well, on to football. Um, it's definitely not time for Baker Mayfield. He just looks absolutely atrocious. You wonder when it's going to start clicking for him. The best pass that the Browns have all year was from Jarvis Landry. I mean, the Browns to me are a four and two team, but they don't instill a lot of confidence, even being the Browns and being four and two, which and to their standard is amazing. But with that all being said, hater to love it, the Browns will not make the playoffs. Oh, uh, still got to play it. the Steelers and Ravens. Yeah, um, hate it. Unfortunately, we don't know the extent of Odell's injury. That could be a big issue for them. They traded Dave Njoku uh, a couple days ago. We didn't really talk about that. And then of 30, uh, 32 starting quarterbacks as far as yards per game, guess where Baker Mayfield is? You where? Know? Huh? Where? 26th. Hmm. So when your quarterback is at the bottom of the list as far as, you know, production, uh, I don't think you're going to have a great opportunity to get there. It looks like finally they put some things in place to make sure you can get Odell a few more looks. I'm not sure how that Jarvis Landry feels about that, but you at least got got your superstar involved more. But now your quarterback can't really figure it out. And you saw Baker Mayfield benched last week. Who came in for him? Case Keenum. Case, oh, my god! I totally forgot. How, oh, my God. How bad are you when Case Keenum is coming in the game to save – uh, the Cleveland Browns. So no, I think it's going to be a tough season for the Browns. They're fine. They're down seven nothing to the Bengals. Just recovered right now. a fumble from Joe Burrow, though. Yeah, just recovered a Joe Burrow fumble, but they are down seven nothing to the Bengals. I think the Browns are going to struggle, and I think it's going to be implosion time here in a little bit. You know what? You said the Browns will still make the playoffs. That's will, the stock. Will or not. The, will not make, make the playoffs. playoffs. Uh, I'm going to say hate, and I'm looking at the AFC standings, and the reason is that. I don't really trust a lot of the teams in the AFC outside of the top teams. Um, right now, the Browns would be in the playoffs right now. 
because they are four and two. They'd be the second wild card team, even though they're in third in their division. Um, Bills will win the AFC East, right? Set. That's a winner. Steelers, Ravens on top of the North, sure. Titans, Colts on top of the South. Texans and Jags have one win each. And the Chiefs are in the West with the Raiders at three and three and the Broncos at two and three. So you're looking at a bunch of teams like the Dolphins or the Pats or the Raiders or the Broncos. Honestly, I'm not sure anybody's that good. And I'm not sure if those teams are better than the Browns. Baker Mayfield is hurt. Nick Chubb is hurt. When those guys were healthy, Stefanski's offense, the new head coach there, looked really, really good. There was a couple of games where they just were scoring at will. I know they've got flaws. I know they're not a great team uh, in terms of comparatively to the Steelers and the Ravens. But I think under Stefanski, as long as they get healthy, I think they're going to be good enough to make the playoffs. They've just been, I was really impressed by the Browns for a couple of weeks this season. And Baker is, is doing bad things right now, but okay, it's a couple of weeks. Let's see what happens for the full year. Let's see if uh, he can get his ribs healthy and let's get Nick Chubb back because I think he's going to be back in a couple of weeks as well. You get all your horses and all of a sudden it changes. So, uh, you know, I think they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, you were mentioning a couple of those teams. Uh, the Browns will play the Raiders next week. Okay. So we'll get a little bit of a test there. The Browns also have to play, like I said, the Ravens and Steelers one more time. They have to play the Titans. Uh, they'll have to play the Eagles, with, uh, which I know they are a one and four and one team, but are still super competitive, and they've been banged up as well. So maybe they get healthy before that matchup. So Browns still got some tough games ahead of them. That they do. I just, I remember sitting there. I think it was week three, and I was watching the Browns, and I went, "Oh my God, they're clicking. It's working." Fansky figured it out, and. I think I think they're going to be able to ride a little momentum and steal some of those games. Remember last year when they beat the Ravens like 55 to 10? I think they got a couple of those in them this year where they can surprise some teams. Plus, the Titans have been really good. I don't, I'm not sure the Titans are as good as their record is. So that might be a game that they could steal as well. Also, uh, just a quick side note, Packers up 14-0 on the Texans. For some reason, that uh, betting line was only like three, three and oh, a half all it. week. I took uh, it. Don't know why the hell it was that. So, uh all right, on pretty, to, I, I'm pretty sure I took it. <laughs> yeah, you better have. Um, all right, and on to the Miami Dolphins. You guys uh, talked about how it was two a time. And looking at the standings, again, Dolphins three and three, a game behind the Bills in the AFC East. When it comes to point differential in the, in the AFC, they are behind only the Ravens, Steelers, and Chiefs in point differential. So Dolphins have looked good. That's with Ryan Fitzpatrick as their starter. So... Dolphins, hate it or love it, will make the playoffs. <laughs> well, I think I have to say hate now because I just said that the Browns will make the playoffs. Uh, I don't think the Dolphins are that good. I think the Dolphins have gotten a little bit lucky with some some late plays, some late fits magic, if you will. When you bring a rookie quarterback in, he's not going to be fully ready yet. I'm sure Tua is going to show some flashes. Although I guess he could be Justin Herbert-like, right? Herbert's been insane <laughs> since he's come in for Tyrod Taylor. But uh, you may, maybe you'll get that. But you'll see some flashes of greatness, and then you'll see some flashes of ugly. And the Dolphins roster, I don't think, is good enough to withstand the flashes of ugly uh, that Tua is going to throw out there. And plus, I just, you know, the Dolphins. 3-3 three and three is a great start, but what is 3-3 three and three going to get you? So, no, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think Tua will probably get them to maybe like a 7-9, and 6-10 and 10 record, but I'm not sure that's going to be good enough. Ooh, DJ Moore, long touchdown catch. Part of our fantasy advice already. There you go, man. You're welcome. I love seeing that. That was to RJ, by the way. You're welcome, RJ. Um, 
Yeah, I think uh, I don't think the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs. Six and ten, seven and nine, they'll finish with two. Yeah, unfortunately, no. I I, I hate it. Um, right now, currently, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is thirteenth in passing yards and also thirteenth in touchdown passes. You know, for the year, so he's somebody that's right in the middle of the pack as far as being an impact player uh, for his team. He's one of the bigger reasons that they were able to start this season three and three. You know, there's going to be some struggles for the rookie going out there. Joe Burrow is having a great season. He's a top ten quarterback right now. But the Bengals aren't winning very many games. Tua could be an incredibly electric quarterback right now, but you pretty much know that that might not equate to a lot of wins so far. I think your best bet was to go out there with Ryan Fitzpatrick and just you know play your hand until he really makes enough mistakes to where you have to pull him. Right now, I don't think he's made enough mistakes where you have to do that, and you're really pushing Tua out there because you want to hope that he's able to do something by the playoffs. So I think it's a bad idea, and I think taking Tua, putting Tua in this position, just kind of cost you uh, any hopes you had of making the playoffs all right and on to i just our... realized i'm playing against dj Moore. <laughs> i cheered for it <laughs> yes no and he's got 14 points against me great well you look smart how about that, that that's true <laughs> all right and on to our last one as i'm wearing my dallas cowboys sweatshirt and i wear this so often because it's super comfy it's lightweight it doesn't keep me too hot not good, because you're a fan. It's a good sweatshirt. Right now, it's pissing me off that I'm wearing it, but it's a good sweatshirt. You're holding okay. it off? I've been saying, yeah, it's got a good uh, little seam right there where I think I could tear it easily, so maybe one of these weeks. Mm. Uh, but fa- or um, hate it or love it, Jerry Jones will die before the Cowboys Jesus. win another Super Bowl. <laughs> 78 years old. Oh, my I'm, God. Joe. I'm going to pass on that question. Jesus. He doesn't deserve to see them win a Super Bowl. Oh, my gosh, Joe. You were so angry with your team. Hey, it's gotten to this point. What, how old is Jerry Jones? 78 years old. No. I hate. know, right? Hate. I mean. If you hate that he's 78. He's no, he, he I hate be that older. he's going to die before they win a Super Bowl again. Uh, well, okay. Come on, Joe. I hate so it, too. Like, in the next 10 on, years, you're uh, saying? I mean, I mean yeah, this is a win-win for me. I mean, He'll be back. <laughs> you're just trying to get yourself geez. some sort of. This is this is Joe Fisher, folks. This is not us. We didn't say say that. If you say hate it, then you know he's going to. He's going to live and they'll win a World World Series, a Super Bowl. Super Bowl. He'll win a World Series. He's going to buy the Rangers and win a World Series. He'll get there. So how many more years do you think Jerry Jones has then, Mike? I mean, he's really rich. So he's really rich. He's also seems fairly healthy. He's like oil rich. Like, yeah, so like, do you see all those prostitutes that are 29 that he, that he yeah. hangs out with? I mean, come on. That's like three heart transplants. He's, got some, he's, he's going to live until hems. 106. <laughs> he's using yeah, he's a robot. He's going to natural forever, male actually. enhancement. Yeah. That's awesome. Joke's on you. He's never going to die. <laughs> so my answer will be right at some point. God. Unless they never win a World Series. Well, like God, I said. Why do I keep saying World Series? Super Bowl. baseball's on your mind. I know. It, it was so win fun win. yesterday. If he's got like 10 more years in him, then I think I can uh, wait that long. You know, to get a, a Super Bowl within the next 10 years. But then, you know, if he... Do you really think you could wait that long? Wow. Josh I've Allen wait, just I, straight stiff arm that I've defender. waited this long, Mike. After every single offseason hearing that the Cowboys, oh, they could do it this Joe, year. Joe, you seem miserable this year about the Cowboys. Yes, I am miserable. I've never seen you this miserable about the Cowboys. This is uh, They're probably, in a bad place, This though. is as bad as it's been since Romo got injured and they had to throw out, like, Kitna. Mm. And uh, they went... Quincy think, Carter. Four and, uh, that was pretty bad, but... <laughs> That four and twelve season when Romo got injured, that it's it's about as bad as that, if not worse. By the way, Josh Allen just got sacked and then and didn't because he stiffed armed the guy. Two of them. Yeah, get off me. He's, he's a he's, beast. He's really strong. And Mike's favorite player is your winner. I think the baseball question leading off was very helpful for me. Very helpful. Well, I, I said, Rashad, he could have gotten an easy point if he would have just said, yeah, love it. When, do, when have I ever baby? asked for an easy point, Joe? 
I'm Never just ever. You could have got it. You could have gotten it. All right. Well, we'll close this show next. This is Football Sunday on the Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right. 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 We give fantasy advice to our fine listeners. Now, we're not perfect, right? Well, we try to be. We try to be good. I mean, I, I think, especially Jesse, I mean, we, we know our fantasy football, right? We try to be helpful. We know our football. And one of our P1s, RJ, gave us the question today. He was the AJ Brown, OBJ, uh, DJ Moore, or Cooper Cup question. That was that one, right? And all three of us agreed across the board. We said start AJ Brown, start DJ Moore, and start Jarek McKinnon. That's what we said. And he goes, "Okay, I listen. I listen to you guys. I, I normally, uh, I'm, I'm, nor- I normally don't. I'm stuck on Cup. I'm stuck on o- stuck on OBJ, but I'll listen to you." And I, I texted him, "Hey, DJ Moore, congrats!" Even though I'm playing him, and he had an angry GIF, and I was like, "What?" And he goes, "I need OBJ to do something." And I was like, "Dude, he's hurt. He's out for the game." And I looked back through our text messages. He said he lied. He took out DJ Moore for OBJ. Ouch. And DJ Moore got a 74-yard touchdown catch in the first quarter. And OBJ got hurt on the first play <laughs> and is out for the game. Sometimes you got to go just with your listen, gut, though. man. Like, just I get listen. it. I get it. But sometimes you just really want to go uh, with your gut. And like you know, Your and gut then, of OBJ that's been doing nothing but had one good game this year? Well, I'm saying, like, and he wasn't, it wasn't on, OBJ. It was, I thought it was Cooper Cup that he was No, kinda, he put OBJ in. Oh, yeah, because he had asked about Cooper Cup, and I kind of told him, man, if you feel like he's going to be big, then you trust your gut on that one. But, you know, I don't know how many times I've listened to to you or Jesse, and then all of a sudden, like, that guy that I put on the bench, like, had an amazing game. So I don't want that to happen anymore. So if you feel it, man, go with it, man. Trust your gut. Well, don't trust your gut if it's starting Odo Beckham Jr. over TJ Moore. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that. I mean, just today that was a bad idea, but in – in real life, if you're asking like, who would you rather start, you would probably say Odell Beckham. Were we time. were we talking about this off the air, the best trophy slash thing that you could get? Yeah. So you asked, is the Masters Green Jacket the most the best individual award? Like the most sought after yes, for a for single a certain competition. Like, trophy slash yeah. thing you get for winning. Yeah. Um we were talking about it in a break. I think my answer is probably the most sought after is an Olympic gold medal. Probably because it's it's rarer because it's every four years. God, Kamara's good. Um, you only get it every four years. You have to qualify, and then you still have to get a gold medal after that. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably say that's a little bit more sought after. But after that, it's probably the green jacket. Yeah, I, I mean, I would probably say green jacket first because um, it's the harder sport. Like, I mean, honestly, I, I love the Olympics. I love track and field. I love, you know, javelin, all those things, basketball, obviously. But – you know, anybody can like pretty much in a race against um, Usain Bolt or Michael Johnson, you know, who's going to win that. Like it's, you know, there's, it's not a very, you know, it's, 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 it's not a, it's not a huge secret. Like these guys are really, really good at track, you know? So, but you can see a guy come in there and make it competitive, but they're probably not going to beat Usain Bolt mm-hmm. or Michael Johnson. Like in golf, you can see, a guy who's equally as skilled, but is it sad that have... I thought you were talking about Jared Goff for a second because Sue can't say it correctly. Say in what? golf, 
Oh, it's Jared Goff. Yeah, yeah. I, I for a second I did I was that like, for a long time too. Jared Goff. Yeah, I did that for a long time too. But uh, but and golf is such a difficult sport to play, like really, really, really hard. And so if you can, anybody can go. Not anybody, but any professional can go out there and have three really, really good rounds and win a tournament. You know, we've we've seen it happen. You know, more often than not, maybe not the Masters, but come out there and win a huge, huge tournament. So. And then instantly it puts you in a whole different bracket than everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like once you once you win a, a championship or once you win the Masters for golf, like you're you'll always be remembered as a, a, a legend. A legend. You know what yeah. I mean? Rather, whether you, you well, maybe not remember, always because there's guys who win it who we don't really remember. No, of course. But in the realm of the of the Masters at Augusta, like they're a legend. You know what I mean? I think because there's only so many green jackets, and if you get one of those, it's like oh. Yeah, I'm, I must. He must be pretty damn good at golf. That's gonna do it for us today. Thank you guys so much for listening. We had a lot of good interaction today. Absolutely. A lot of people Thank texting into five zero three two five zero ten eighty. You know, when the football games start, we kind of we're not sure how often people are gonna stick with us over watching the games because I mean we got red zone on up over here too. Like we get it. Uh, it was great today, so we really really appreciate it. We'll be back next week, nine to eleven. We got another normal show next week, which is nice. And then I think we're off the week after that because the Seahawks have an early game. Uh, this this Seahawks game today is a Sunday night game. It was supposed to be a one o'clock game. It is Sunday night, so we have coverage starting at three. Five twenty kick against the Cardinals. It was moved there because of the Raiders' COVID issues, and they wanted to guarantee there would be a Sunday night game. So you can find that here on the Fan tonight, nine to eleven next week. Enjoy your football. Good luck in fantasy, and we'll see you then. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.